Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Today's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Fun Again Games. And hello, Ruel. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic, Richard. How are you? I'm doing okay. Although, to me, that's kind of bearing the lead. Neither of us are doing okay. I've done something terrible to my foot and can't put any weight on it, and your entire world has imploded, which if you were yeah. to remove that backer behind you. Um, so, yeah. there's a lot going on, folks. And if you'd like to know yeah. more about our personal lives, well, you can hit that eye up in the top right corner of the screen to go watch the extended edition of this episode, where we do all kinds of things. We get very philosophical about games, and we tell you all the stuff that's going on in our personal lives. But if you're just here for the games, James, then you're in the right place, because we're about to tell you our top 10 games we'd buy right now, sponsored by Fun Again Games. Yeah, this is. I've been looking forward to this. You alluded to it. Um, you know, all the personal life issues are going on. So I've been really fired up to uh, get together with you again and talk about uh, games, and because that's what we're all about. I can't wait to uh, see what's on your list. Because again, we talked about this a little off camera here. Did you come up with the games that I thought you would play, uh, come up with? And mm-hmm. I left some off my list because I, I had a feeling you would. So I'm really curious to see what games. I, I cannot wait. There were some about. really yeah. good ones. Uh, this was yes. this is a very good month for this topic. But before Absolutely. we get to that, folks, uh, we're not here just to talk about games. We're here to help you get those games because one lucky winner of the viewer of this episode or listener, if you're listening to it on the podcast, uh, you know, which is podcast.raw.com, you can always listen to these rather than watch, is going to get a fifty dollar gift certificate certificate that they can use for anything they'd want to buy at um, Fun Again. That covers the games and shipping. Ruel, how do they win? Oh, folks, all you have to do is watch or listen to this uh, episode, and one of us is going to say the secret word. And when you hear that secret word, you're going to write down, not the secret word, but the game that we're talking about. At that moment, you're going to send it uh, in an email to contest at rado.com, and you'll be entered to win your very own gift card from uh, Fun Again Games. Well, well, what is the secret word? The secret word this time is plumbing. Yes. So that's a little hint, folks, as to what I am dealing with these days. Yes. Plumbing. So one of these games I'm going to be talking about, uh, I well, you'll hear me say uh, plumbing. And then you enter the game and uh, send it on out to um, uh, Rado.com. Yeah, yeah. Contest at Rado.com. The name of the game when one of us says plumbing. And it won't be Ruel shouting plumbing for no reason because he has some epic plumbing problems. But if you want to know more about that, folks, oh my gosh, he has got some stories. Again, you can go check out the extended uh, version of the show. But with all that out of the way, I think we are ready to go. And uh, do you have your first game queued up, Ruel? I do. And um, let me queue that up here. All right. it on the screen. So these are the top 10 games we're, we would buy right now. Yes. Uh, Fun Again Games got a lot of great ones. And this one, I have not played this game yet, but I saw it on the Fun Again game site, and I'm super excited about number 10, Hidden Leaders. Um, okay. This is, yeah, this is a um, sort of a deduction game. So this is a, something I would play at a party, but it's really neat. It's a tableau builder, and it's got this uh, mix of uh, social deduction in it where you have a hidden leader. Each uh, char- each player has a hidden leader. 
they are aligned to two of the four factions, okay? So mm -hmm. what you're trying to do is get one of those factions to get in the lead and hold that lead to the very end of the game, and then you're going to reveal um, who, you know, who is the green team or who is the red team. And you do that by playing cards. All the different cards you're going to play have different effects on the game, and you're building a tableau. Everyone's building a tableau, and then whoever hits like a certain threshold number of cards played, the game will stop. You'll look at the leaderboard and see who's in the lead. And it's like, oh, it's the green team or it's the red team. Yeah. And then you reveal who has that um, leader in their hidden leader. And right. I just think it's a clever way to do a social deduction game. Um, mm -hmm. Social deduction is not always my my jam. It's not always my favorite. But when you have little clever little um, mechanics like this and it plays in about 20 to 40 minutes, that for me is a sweet spot. For a social deduction game, it's light, but it's got some strategy to it. Um, it has a bunch of direct player interactions. So if that's not really yeah. your thing, this may not be for you. But I think it's really clever, and that's why it's our number 10 hidden leaders. Yeah, it has a great look um, and a great price. It's on sale right now. Yeah. for um, So I, I imagine that's probably off. part of why you put it on there, because at 16 bucks. Why not take a chance? Although you yep. don't really have to take a chance, folks, because if you'd like to know more about it, uh, Shay did a run-through of this when it was on Kickstarter a couple of years ago, and I know he really liked it, too. He really dug it. So nice. that is, I think, a, a good place to start. But yep. let's move on to number nine on the list, Messina 13. 47, which ah. is a wonderful game that I absolutely adore. It just missed my top 10 games of last year when it was widely available in Europe, and now I think it's starting to become available elsewhere outside of Europe, and so they've got a copy of it from Rio Grande Games, and unfortunately, they have no pictures of it, but I saw they had no pictures of it, so I went on ahead and said, hey, look, here's my run-through I did of it last year. This is a very, very cool game. It's kind of a timely game because it is about the early days of the Black Death plague. And it was interesting. I remember um, Delicious Games, when they published this, they were like, oh, we really want to be sensitive about the fact that we're playing a, a plague game during a real-world plague, that um, portions of sales of this game actually went to Doctors Without Borders. And I suspect that's probably still the case. So that's one of the reasons to maybe consider checking this game out. But this is from designer Vladimir Suki. Uh, I believe it's Suki. I'm trying to pronounce it correct for the first time in 10 years. And um, <laughs> as always, he's one of my top 10 favorite designers of all time. And he does an amazing job. Um, and there, there's so many things that you're trying to balance. It's a worker placement game where you're sending your agents out to the city, but the city is starting to fall under the plague, and you have to stop the spread of plague by, as they did back then, literally burning buildings down, and that cuts off where you can actually do the worker placement. But the thing that really attracts me to this game is its fundamental message is people helping people, because what you're really trying to do is save people from the plague-ridden village, bring them out to your estate, um, and, uh, you know, allow them to help you save more people because you have your own player board that is literally an engine devoted to, hey, the people I've saved, I can put them to work over here so I can get more resources so we can go back into the city and save even more lives. And I love that, this kind of communal um, spirit to the game. It was a very, very sharp, very heavy and crunchy game from one of my favorite designers of all time. And it's now a bit more widely available. Number nine, uh, Messina, uh, 1347. Another reason it's fresh in my mind is because just the other day, I played this year's game coming from Delicious, uh, and Vladimir Sushi 
which is called Woodcraft. And oh my gosh, oh, Woodcraft. Wow. You'll be able to see a run through. I'm putting that up, I think, next week. It's fantastic. Jen gave it a rare five stars. That's how much Whoa. we love the designs. I mean, Jen gives like maybe three or four five star ratings a year. Uh, and so, yeah, for her, Woodcraft is an early odds on favorite for her favorite game of the year. But last year, Messina 1347 was fantastic as well, which is why it's number nine on the list. I need to play this game. I love, um, so Vladimir Succi's other game that has a, a word and a number, Pulsar 2849. I love yes. that game. Man. Yes, I that is an amazing title as well. Yeah. The man cool. can't design a bad game. And the interesting, uh, Messina yeah. and the new one, Woodcraft, he is, for the first time, working with co-designers. And I think it's really great that you know he's it's making him branch out and you know, bring new, uh, fresh blood into the industry. So it's all fantastic. And you can check out my run-through of Messina 1347 if you want to see a little bit more about what makes this game so much fun and special. Awesome. Cool. All right, what's next? Uh, let's move on. That's a great uh, great choice. Let's move on to our number eight on our list of games we buy right now. Okay. Uh, number eight is a favorite of mine, Las Vegas ah. Royale. Mm-hmm. Yes. Las Vegas Royale is a wonderful game. Now, if you've played, there's an original game called Las Vegas, and this is a yes. Rudiger-Dorn game. We're, we're big fans of Dorn here on the channel. Uh, yes. This is basically Las Vegas with lo- the Las Vegas expansion, Las Vegas Boulevard. And as you can see on Funnigan game site, it's a, a ding and dent um, uh, yeah. game. So you can get a pretty significant discount. I love this because it takes this, uh, the base game of Las Vegas, which is basically rolling dice and it's almost like area control. But then it adds these really fun, like almost like game show moments to it. Uh, you have like little mini games that you could play depending on where you put your dice. Uh, the the base game is still there. You know, you're placing dice, trying to take a certain number so you can take the most money. But then you have all these different modules. I think there's like a dozen or maybe 16 modules that you could add into oh, wow. the game. Yeah, you can pick and choose which ones you like. You know, whatever plays best uh, with your uh, um, group. Uh, whether it's you know just straight luck, uh, like a luck fest where. One of the mini games is literally roll two dice and then you're going to get money based on what you roll. Uh, but then there's other ones that, you know, are like dice placement uh, games as well. And I just, I love this because it takes the base game, which is fantastic, and just ramps it up in, in fun. It, um, it plays up to six players um, and you can hit both types of crowds. You can hit the non-gamer crowd because, hey, it's gambling, it's Vegas, it's fun. <laughs> Or you can sort of hit the you know the uh, more veteran gamers in your group, saying, "Hey, we have the basic you know push your our, uh, dice area control, but we have some other elements as well that um, work well for st- strategic gamers, if you want to call them that." So I love this game. Um, it's always a hit with my family and my group of gaming friends, and that's Las Vegas Royale, our number eight on the list. I have to admit, to my shame, I have never played Las Vegas. Or oh, the the no. fan. <laughs> that was oh. a genuine look of shock on your face. Yeah, because I know you're a big Rudiger Dorn fan. I'm a total oh, Dornhead, which I think is fantastic. a term I just made up right now. <laughs> I am a Dornhead as well. Yeah, you need to play it. It's now a two player game. It's decent, but once you get into three, uh, and that might be the reason why you haven't played. I've, uh, that I've Las not Vegas. sought it out. Yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. the case because I have no reason not to. I've, I've seen it. It looks sharp and clever in the deluxe edition. I didn't know it came with all those different modules you could turn on and yeah. off. That's really cool yeah. too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm thinking the the base game actually isn't too bad for two players because you play like with a dummy player and they sort of like block off uh, certain areas. I'm stuff. always so a you fan can of do that. the base game. Yeah. So try that. And now okay. as far as the expansions, that stuff probably plays better with more players. But okay. definitely give the base game a shot. All right. Cool. 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 Well, cool. let's move on uh, to one I have played. Number seven on the list is. 
Dice Realms. And this is another one that I pulled out of the ding and dent. Man, this month, there were so many games. I could have easily done a top 10 ding and dents from their collection uh, when it boils right down to it. I limited myself to only three. I got two new ones and, uh, and three ding and denters, and Dice Realms is one of them. Now, uh, this is another one that I've already done a run-through for, so you can check out why this dice crafting game, I was already really impressed with it when I played it. Now, here's the thing, though. What gets me so... I mean, uh, uh, basically, this is Dominion with dice. Instead of a deck of cards, you're building up a collection of dice by snapping new faces on them. Every time you play, you have a different combination of abilities that the different dice faces represent, and you're racing to score points against everybody else. The core dice realm is excellent, in much the same way that the core dominion is excellent. But I recently discovered, well, and you might not know this, that designer Tom Lehman has put out official solo and co-op rules for the game. Okay. Did you know about that? I I did not know about that. I just found out a few days ago. And I am thinking next month, one of the things I do for uh, backers of the show, I do the Rotto Recluse show every month where I do a solo game by myself. I think I might be playing this solo or co-op next month to check it out. Because the competitive game was already fantastic, but the solo rules brings in like this concept of invaders that players are working together to fight off kind of has maybe a, a twa vibe to it or an Orleans invader vibe. So the core game is already great. Um, and a lot of people complained about the high, high price cost of this game because as you can see in the picture, it comes with a bajillion pieces. But hey, if you want a lower cost one, go get the ding and dent version, um, which is available at Fun Again Games. So that is number seven, Dice Realms, especially because of its new solo and co-op modes. Ooh. Yeah. That, that is cool to hear. And this one, I'm really excited. I have not been able to play this yet. I know okay. you've raved about it before. And um, the solo and the co-op mode, I'm fully interested in that. I love the game Dice Forge. That was like the really sort of gateway-ish, you know, uh, dice. Yes. Uh, manip- or, you know, you change the face of dice. This is the one that I'm really interested in. This is Dice Forge. Um, dice Forge was, like you said, was a nice gateway family game. Dice Realms kicks it up a notch and makes it more of a gamer geek friendly game with just real tons of depth that can come. I mean, in hidden depth too, really sharp Mm -hmm. game. Again, folks can watch my run through to see more about it. Okay. Awesome. By the way, did you ever have a video for uh, Las Vegas on your channel? Um, oh, that's a great question. I'll have to search that out. I, if there is have. one, folks, you'll find a link for it down in the show note. Because did you know this man live streams games every uh, you know every week, every day, except yeah. for recently, for reasons that I won't say because of secret <laughs> words and stuff like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he also has a YouTube channel where all his live streams are archived. Um, it's absolutely great. You will see thousands of hours of him and his wife, uh, you know, and his family and friends playing games. Great stuff on the Royal Gaviola channel. So. Definitely check it out, folks. And if you have done, you've done so many you don't remember if you covered Las Vegas, but if you have, there'll be a link for it down in the show notes. Thank you for that. Yes, folks, sure. come on over. We have a great time, and we'd have uh, love to love to have you over there uh, on the channel and hanging out and chat and watching games. But let's talk about another game that we would buy right. this um, right now. Uh, talking about solo games, this is one of my favorite solo games of all time. Friday by Friedman Fries. Uh, what is it like? Is this just a thing? All his games start with F. Is that just yes? It is book? that uh, okay. in in both um, English and in German. He does That's the so the same trick, yeah. which is tricky. So in, yeah. um, I guess there's a lot more F words in German than there are in English, but he's always looking for yeah. ways to do it. That's so interesting to me. But uh, Friday or in uh, German, I, I believe is Freitag. Is that is that Freitag? Freitag? Yes. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, this is a solo a game. It's a deck building game. And this one, when I played it for the first time years ago, I was blown away. I had no idea something like this existed. Uh, you play as Friday, um, the the helper, I guess, a uh, friend yeah. of uh, Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe's been shipwrecked, and it's your job to help him um, and his stupidity, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, get survive hazards and whatnot. And you're basically you start with these weak cards, and you're trying to strengthen Friday by uh, playing cards and stra- strengthen cards. Robinson. You are you already Robinson, know your way around. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Robinson you're is Friday. the idiot. You, yeah, exactly. He's the idiot. Uh, you already know all. You know all about indoor plumbing and everything else. He doesn't. He's got to figure it out with your help. So there are hazards on the island. You're going to go through three rounds, and basically, what you're trying to do is optimize your deck by trashing yeah. them. There's going to be. There's a lot of really cool uh, choices as far as like, okay, do I trash this now or do I wait a little longer to use this card or this ability? And there are different hazards and different, uh, basically, bosses that you can uh, go to at the very end of the game there. And hopefully, your deck is strong enough, or Robinson is strong enough to uh, take down the uh, the pirates at the, the very pirates end. that are coming it, for you. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very clever game. Just a, such a neat design, and I can't think of any other solo deck builder or a deck builder that's uh, specifically solo that plays as well as this. My only complaint is those funky sized cards. I don't know why they chose those <laughs> cards. Um, I would have just <laughs> preferred regular playing cards or even tarot sized cards. But these a little funky in my hands at least. But it's a wonderful solo deck builder, and that's why it's our number six. Friday. Yeah. Um, I mean, you are right to call this one out. I mean, amongst solo fans, this is widely regarded as the solo card game to get. Yes. Um, and yeah, uh, these low, low prices, why not? I, yeah, if, if you like solo yeah. games, folks, and you haven't played Friday, you are definitely missing out. Uh, very, very good call. Okay. Yes. So that was number six then. Let's move on to number five, Space Station Phoenix. And once again, I am going back to the uh, ding and dent uh, drawer because why not? Why not save five or ten bucks while you're at it? Uh, just because, oh, there's a little smudge or, you know, the corner of the box got a little banged and, you know, uh, fun again, they're very, very careful about always sending out pristine copies of games. So if it's not pristine, it you can get it cheap. And I like cheap. And I really like Space Station Phoenix. This is such a really, really sharp game. This is a top 10 of the year candidate, I think, for this year. Uh, we are in the future. Humanity has gotten their act together. So aliens are starting to come and they can't breathe our atmosphere. So everybody's competing to build the best space station in orbit around Earth, which which means we are um, on the surface of the planet having to rocket up supplies to build these space stations. And we already have a, each player has a fleet of ships, which are basically worker placement spots in orbit that will let you build the different modules for your space station. But the coolest thing about this game is the more of the space station you build, you're building a bigger engine because every once in a while you get to run your space station. And, and if you've built it well, it does all kinds of combo things and whatnot, but you need to keep building it. And so you have this worker placement element of the game. But one of the most important worker placement spaces you can go to is the one that lets you rip apart your worker placement board. Because these ships in orbit, it's much easier to scrap them for parts rather than ship new uh, materials up from the surface. So if you don't think you need the um, you know the, 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 the red card anymore, I think I've gotten all the use out of it I need. I'll go on ahead and scrap that to get more resources so that I can build the next module. But then you find out later, oh, I do still need that red card. Why did I scrap it? But the beautiful thing is, this is a worker placement game 
where you can go to your worker placement slots or your opponents. And your opponent says, yeah, come over and use mine because I'll get a passive benefit for that. Um, or if your opponent has trashed theirs as well, there's always these public ones that are available, but they are way too expensive to use. So the game has a really interesting ebb and flow. You start out doing worker placement stuff um, you know, as quick as you can, as efficiently as you can to build up your engine. But as your engine gets bigger and bigger and it becomes more and more expensive to build it and run it, you start ripping apart your worker placement game. You destroy your worker placement game to enhance your engine building game. And it's almost like the two things work at counter purposes to each other, and I absolutely love it. The game has tons of variability built in, because there are dozens and dozens of modules that uh, only a small subset of them will be available every time you play. Everybody gets special player powers. It's really, really cool. Which is why it makes a list at number five, Space Station Phoenix from the Ding and Dent. Or you can pay a, a bit more and just get a full pristine version if that's your preference. I have no idea why I have not played this game yet. This ticks oh, off really? everything I love about games. Yeah, this looks awesome. I, I don't know why I haven't played it yet. I, I yeah, I bet game. you this is going to be a yeah. game that at the end of the year makes a lot of people's you know uh, top heavy games because this is definitely heavier than the regular Euro. There's a lot going on. I can see why. Awesome. All right. Uh, what do we got? Let's next? move in. We we are in our top five now. Our, our mm-hmm. number four a game that we would be by right now is number four. Yes. Startups. I love Oink games, and this is one of my favorite Oink games, and I don't actually have this in my collection, so I may be clicking on that button real soon to buy my very own copy. Uh, Startups is a... Oh, there it is right there. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, startups, uh, just like any other Oink game, it's a small box game, but uh, this is uh, an ec- uh, economic game where you are bidding on uh, different companies. Uh, it is, you know, you're buying shares in companies, and what really, what's really neat about this, the companies themselves... You're, you can buy them. You can buy anyone you want. And here's the thing. After every round, you're going to get paid dividends if you are the majority stockholder in this uh, uh, company. And the, the money comes from everyone else who has a minority share in that. So there's like this really neat push and pull. Like, oh, I want to be the, you know, uh, the person who owns the most stock. But then whoever owns the most stock, people are going to try to get rid of theirs because they don't want to pay you. So it's this really neat push and pull, and you're going to be drawing every turn. It's really simple. You draw a card from either blind off the deck or from the open market. Now, the open market has this really cool sort of like no thanks element. So Mm. anytime anyone passes on those cards, you're going to add money on there. So sometimes you want to take those from the market, get extra money, and um, it's so much fun. The shares go back and forth. It's fast and furious and maybe takes like 25 minutes or so uh, for a shareholder game. I, I love it. Um, I want to shout out my friend uh, Jonathan from the Geek Dad. He taught this to me and uh, my okay. wife Michelle a few years ago. Oh, it plays so well. And just like any other Oink game, it's got super cute art. Look, the the Hippo uh, Power Tech Company. It's also got, you know, like a, a Starbucks style um, uh, coffee shop. and Giraffe beer. <laughs> yeah, Giraffe beer. It's Wonderful. Such a clever little game. Just like any other Oink game, folks. The rules are super simple to, uh, uh, to learn, and then you're surprised by the depth of the game. They also do games like uh, Deep Sea Adventure and yeah. um, you know, uh, art, Fake Artist Goes to New York. Every, I, I feel like everything like from Oink Games is a hit with me. That's why it's our number four, Startups. Wow. I have another um, shocking announcement to make. I have never played an Oink Games game. Wait, really? Uh, no? Uh, and it, like, 
It's wow. just never come up. I've never been in a situation. Wow. I mean, I, I used to have the chance to get them at Essen, but I know they always sell out super fast. I mean, there yeah. is such a ardent, die-hard fan base for everything Oink does, and I've heard nothing yeah. but great things about everything they do. Their presentation, yeah. their graphic design, and their gameplay. Now, let me ask you this. You have played it. How do you think it would work as a two-player game? Shares, stock-buying games are generally not the greatest at two. Yeah, and that that is, I believe this is three minimum. And I, I yeah, Oh, well, there I, you I go, then. Yeah, it's three minimum. Yeah. Now there are other games you can totally play, like Deep Sea Adventure. That's two or two. And that's been on my must play list for years yeah. now. A wonderful. It looks so nice. That little submarine it's, sim. It's yeah, clever. Yeah. Oink games are they're always a hit with me. So number four, startups. Okay, excellent choice. Um, boy, I want to play that someday with you, quite frankly. Absolutely. But let's move on to uh, number three, one I have played, and hopefully this will uh, garner the. Uh, the, the well wishes of the audience once more when I say, folks, if you haven't tried it yet, you have to seek out Viticulture World, which yeah. honestly, I am betting money this would have been on your list, Ruel, except you knew it was going to be on my list. Is that right? It's, it was it was the number one. I think I figured for sure it would be on your list. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay, it is fantastic. Viticulture, of course, is widely regarded as one of the premier worker placement games. You know, it's one of the highest ranked ones on Board Game Geek, you know, in the geek rankings and all that. And it's a competitive game of viticulture, of running a vineyard and trying to make the best wines, growing the grapes, harvesting the grapes, crushing the grapes, selling the wines, etc., etc. And um, it's a great game. I do not deny it. But what Viticulture Worlds does is it turns it into a cooperative game. And oh my gosh, it is so much better as a cooperative game, as far as I'm concerned, than it ever was as a competitive game. And in fact, as far as I'm concerned, my long-standing problems with Viticulture are rectified and addressed with Viticulture World. Because... Um, not everybody agrees, but you know, designer uh, Jamie Stegmeier of Stonemeyer Games, he loves his crazy swingy cards, right? He just loves cards. Oh, and this is an amazing card. Or, oh, I drew a card and it's crap because it's in the other game and I took a chance and you got a lucky and got a card and I didn't. In a co-op game, those kinds of issues go away because if somebody goes digging and they don't get something good, that hurts everybody around the table. So we have communal misery rather than competitive misery, which um, always kind of stuck in my craw. And, um, and it's not just just the fact that this is, I mean, they went so far above and beyond. They could have just said, hey, let's just uh, tweak some rules and whatnot and uh, come up with a, a timer you have to play against and everybody has to score certain points. But here's the deal. They call it Viticulture World because the game comes with seven different modules that represent the seven different continents you can play on, and each one introduces new different gameplay elements to the game. Um, you know, Whether it's unique player powers or engine building type stuff, all kinds of things. And so the game comes with so so much flexibility and variety built in now. It's a great um, solo game. It's a wonderful co-op game. And uh, for uh, Viticulture fans, if you're looking at the screen, you might say, wait a minute, that does not look like Viticulture at all. It's because it comes with a completely new modular board. And this is what's... I mean... It would be impossible for me to go back and play regular Viticulture now without having this, because every time you play, as you're going through the game, you unlock different modules that will change the function of all the buildings, and it will evolve in a unique way every time you play, multiplied by all the different continents you could be playing on, just gives so much flexibility and variety. I am absolutely gobsmacked. Um, this is... I, if you Unless you hate cooperative play... 
Um, if you own Viticulture, you need to check this out. It so elevates the game. Now, some people might be upset because it does... I, for me, it's another improvement. It really enhances the depth and complexity of the game. gives you a lot more to crunch on. So for people who love the, uh, the pure elegance of straight Viticulture, maybe that'd be a reason not to get it. But for me and Jen, it makes Viticulture you know, uh, a top 100 game for me, which it wasn't before. And now it is thanks to our number three, Viticulture World. Yeah, I, I love me some Viticulture, and uh, I'm ashamed to say I've had this copy of Viticulture World uh, on my shelf of opportunity for a while now. And then we both have I some to shame ch- today. Yeah, we, yeah, well, I need to change that. I need to play it. I'm going to say this, and I will go out uh, on a limb here. Viticulture is my is the best uh, game that Jamie Stegmeier has designed. That's my mm. number one of his, followed by either Scythe or um, um, Tapestry, one of those two. But Viticulture, to me, is the pinnacle of his designs. It's a wonderful design, and that's why I can't wait to uh, jump into Viticulture. Well, this will just further cement that for you. I guarantee it. Nice. Okay. All right. Two games left, folks. Let's move on to the games that we would uh, buy right now. The Mm -hmm. number two on the list. I'm excited about this one because of the theme alone. It's Star Wars Villainous Power of the Dark Side. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's a villainous game. It's got Star Wars. Of course, I'm going to want it. Now, Villainous is a fun uh, game. I would say it's like a gateway, uh, probably a gateway plus, actually, because this game has a ton of the Villainous games always have a ton of take that. So yes. it's not really for everyone. You, you, no. you need to know what you're getting into. If you're not into take <laughs> that, you will not like the Villainous line. But no. I'm okay with it. My family and friends are okay with it. And you all know how much, maybe you don't, but you do now know that I love Star Wars. So I want to play as Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, um, and the other uh, baddies of the Star Wars universe. Um, you know, it's it's the gameplay is pretty straightforward. You're playing cards onto your little tableau. They trigger different actions. Then you can fate. You can play fate on your other, uh, on your opponents. Would basically mess them up with the heroes. So you're playing as the villains uh, in this case of in the Star Wars universe. They also have the Disney universe. They also have the Marvel universe. I mean, villainous, that system, they're going to, they can go... Like the sky's the limit as far as IP sure. is concerned. Uh, they could do anything. But again, you need to know uh, what it's all about. It is a lot of take that. You are going to be playing your villains and then, you know, hopefully getting to your different uh, win condition. That's what I do like about this. That it's asymmetric. So each villain has different types of win conditions. So, you know, you can play different villains and basically play like almost different style of games. So really, I am is, so, that, is yeah, that always I, the case with villainous or is that something new? Yeah. With the Star Wars yeah. Specifically? Yeah. No, it's all, always the okay. case. Um, yeah. You know, uh, in the original one, Prince John had a different, win condition than you know the other villains um they also have you know marvel villains as well and now star wars so um this one i the theme alone got me and that's why it's our number two star wars villainous power of the dark side yeah have you um, played villainous i have never played villainous and i never will yeah uh, I because villainous makes me angry um yeah. Yeah. well it's Villainous is a, a, a hugely popular gateway game. I mean, Villainous is probably going to be ultimately up there with your Carcassones and whatnot, given enough time as, yep. hey, board games are more than just Monopoly and Sorry, did you know? Yeah. Um, but it always it's such a missed opportunity because they draw so many people in. But then they say, hey, you know what modern board games are? They are just play some cards and bonk each other over the head. Has it, have we really evolved that much? It always drives me nuts. Villains should team up. Like the Sinister Six. If the Villainous yeah. series was a cooperative 
series of games. And then you get people, oh, I just want to play as Darth Vader. Oh my gosh, Darth Vader working with Darth Sidious or Kylo Ren to try to take down Luke Skywalker and whatnot? Now that's more interesting than, oh, Darth Vader trying to beat Kylo Ren or Darth Sidious. I mean, it's just always, it's fine. I know they're incredibly well-loved and incredibly popular. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure they are converting, uh, making new board game converts every day. And for that, I am very thankful. So I can't complain too much, but come on, gang. Let's, let's bring in some co-op. <laughs> Says the guy who just raved about uh, turning Viticulture into a co-op game, of course. So, yeah, no I would love there. to see that. That's a great idea. Folks, who knows? Maybe that's yeah. in the future. We, we shall see. Okay. okay. We've got one well, game then. left. Uh, yeah. And it's another co-op. Because I want to work <laughs> with Ruel instead of bump, uh, smash him in um, with a lightsaber. So, our number one <laughs> is another one from the Ding and Dent uh, files. Uh, although you could buy a new version of it as well. Stars mm. of Akarios. And, oh my goodness. Um, this is basically, I mean, it lives up to its billing. Uh, this mm. is Gloomhaven meets Star Trek. Or Gloomhaven meets Battlestar Galactica. It is basically Gloomhaven in space! <laughs> and really, in terms of gameplay, this is Gloomhaven meets uh, X-Wing. You know, the X-Wing miniatures game. Okay, or I guess the yeah. Star Trek Attack Wing miniature game. I know there was a Dungeon & Dragons dragon uh, dogfighting one as well. Because rather than dungeon delving, working cooperatively with people, we are engaged in epic space combat in this game. Um, you know, trying to swoop around and, you know, get behind all the enemy ships and, and light them up. And um, it has, uh, has so much in common with the overall structure of Gloomhaven. The way we go through an epic campaign and we level up our characters and our ships throughout. And, um, and when we start playing in Gloomhaven, every turn you pick two cards and do an action on one and an action on the other. And it's a very crunchy strategic game. The big difference here is instead of playing cards to activate our ships in space combat, we roll dice. And these dice are full of unique faces that we could then program our ship for what to do. So Okay, I really need to bank around to the right and then try to avoid that asteroid belt I'm heading towards so that I can get behind the enemy cruiser and because their shields are down now because uh, you disabled their shields on the last round. So I got to take advantage of that now. Oh crap, the dice didn't work. Now I have to fly through the asteroid belt. Okay, here we go. And it's so <laughs> full of really cool, fun... You know, Star Wars, Last Starfighter, you know, I mean, uh, uh, daring do space battles. And it's a lot of fun. Um, and again, driven by a very, very clever system where, okay, I roll these dice. There are tricks you can do to re-roll dice in some cases. It's a dice worker placement game, basically, where after you've rolled them, you hopefully will be able to pull off the moves you want. But that's only half the game, Ruel, because the other half of the game is eventually our Battlestar Galactica mothership um, starts traveling throughout the cosmos. And we have to make big uh, story-level decisions about, okay, are we going to go to that planet? Or are we going to investigate that nebula and whatnot? And then when we go and search, we might run into new alien races that we can interact with. Actually, I'm going to draw another parallel. One of my favorite video games of all time, a Star Control 2. If you want Star Control 2, the board game, you might want to check out um, Star of Akarios, because it really captures that feel of, oh, brave new worlds we're exploring all over the place. And if all that weren't enough, occasionally when you're exploring the uh, galaxy, you end up on planets not where you will 
engage in a dogfight up in the upper atmosphere, but instead you will actually travel down to the surface and then you have a seventh continent style exploration adventure game where your characters get out of their ships and start walking around and using their personal abilities rather than their ship abilities. So the game just has so much in this box. It is a big box, which is why it's nice you can get it for a bit of a savings if you go for the ding and dent option. Um, But I am absolutely blown away. Now, I should say, uh, as you mentioned earlier, I have only played this uh, solo so far. I played played it for about 10 hours solo now and just loved it. Uh, My wife was gone when I was playing it. She is back now. I haven't gotten a chance to get it to the table with her, but I look forward to it because we both love Gloomhaven so much, and I suspect this will be our new Gloomhaven fix, at least until Frosthaven comes out. Um, But, (laughs) man, yeah, you're going to... I mean, as a guy who has occasionally appeared on our show dressed as a Wookiee, I think you are going to love Stars of Akarios, our number one. Yeah, this, I mean, it just, one word sums up, epic, and I can't wait to try it out. This looks amazing. So, great choice for number one. That's the way to go out on it with a bang. Yeah, a big one. A big space bang. Okay, folks. And that was it. Were you paying attention? Did one of us say the secret word, plumbing? If so, you know what to do. Says it right there at the bottom of the screen. Send an email to contestatrado.com. What game was it? Um, when the secret word was said, put that in your subject, and you will be entered to win a $50 gift certificate from Front Again Games. So, do not delay, folks. Um, it always makes me happy to write that email and say, guess what? You win! And inevitably, yeah. it's like, oh my god, I've never won anything in my life. And it could be you, folks. Because unlike other contests, we make you work for this one. You actually have to listen. Which means not as many people um, enter the contest as actually watch the show. So you have a much better chance of winning this contest than most of the ones you would enter online. But if you didn't hear the secret word, which, once again, was plumbing, um, go on ahead. If you are a subscriber on Twitch, on Patreon, or on um, uh, YouTube, uh, direct message me, because as you support the show, I'll support you. I'll tell you where it was so you can enter easy-peasy, and you don't have to go watch the episode three times looking for it. All right. That is it. I believe we are done, Ruel, unless you've got anything more for the road. No, I think that's it. A lot of great games we talked about today, and um, I can't wait to do it again. All right. Well, then we will see you next week. The R&R show, folks, is a monthly show, but in the month of August, or no, I'm sorry, September, the upcoming month of September, we're going to be doing three episodes because we've got some sponsors on board. Um, So you'll be able to see us next week, the week after that, and then the final week of September. So get used to these two faces and be sure to show up live um, or watch the extended show because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, including what we're about to do now. We're about to say goodbye, and then we're going to continue the live stream and talk about all the other games we wanted to put on the list. So, Ruel, thank you for going out of the way. Man, you really went above and beyond to be able to get in front of a camera this week, and I really appreciate it. Um, and, I, and I hope you make it through all of your plumbing issues very, very soon. And, thank folks, <laughs> thanks to everybody for watching as well. And, finally, thanks to sponsor the show, Fun Again Games. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye